Hey, real quick. Um, yeah, I was watching something on Twitter and and two people was getting into it. Jem and um who's always Jenna. getting into it? Jem and Jenna. Oh, whose side are you taking? Uh, oh, you mean Jemmy. Je- what did I say? And Jenna. She said he said Jem. You said he said Jem. You said Jem, but it sounded like it sounded like Jen. So I was like, Jen, trying to get back on the show or something? <laughs> no, no, no. It was uh, Jem and Jen. So, like, what the fuck are they fighting over? Um, uh, I guess she called out Zach again or something. And Jenna decided to pull up a bunch of old Jemmy tweets and was like, look who's fucking talking kind of situation. <laughs> listen, listen. Why do people keep pulling up people's old tweets? Listen, we we get it. All of us was pieces of shit 10 years ago on Twitter. So we don't have to keep doing this. Well, that's what Jemmy said. She's Whoa. like, listen, Whoa. my tweets were from 10 years ago. His tweets were from like a month ago. So she's like, his tweets so, are recent. So he's a, he's an asshole recently. I'm just an asshole that was ignorant 10 years ago. I like my background. I'm just waiting on like Becky and Malik to go. I'm ready. What's really good, Posturans? Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex. That's it. Just us. (laughs) I didn't get my little AKA portion. Okay. No, because you're the reason why we're starting 11 minutes into this recording. So, no. It you're is lucky. not my you're fault. You're so lucky this isn't Skype and I can't just boot people like I used to. Oh, God. Those were the days. Remember that? <laughs> Remember just muting people and booting them out of the chat? <laughs> but the funny part is, is you still had my audio for when you booted me out. So you can still hear me cussing you splice out. It, I would splice it back in. It really, it really worked out. <laughs> As I well, jump back in. What's really good, Posters? Another challenge season has come to an end. It's been one hell of a ride, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. But CT and Amber B has been crowned king and queen of the challenge. 36 free agents. Real quick, let's just start it right off the top. Did the right team win? Becky. I think so. I think that for a team that was literally just thrown together so recently, they were able to communicate with each other, even though, yes, they had their arguments. They still were able to come out with the win and be ahead of everybody. Like there was no touching them, you know, at the end of the day. So, yeah, I think the right team won. And Tyler? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, the way the show was edited from episode one, give a really good uh, winner's edit for CT. If you caught it early, um, they pretty <laughs> much pitted it as if he was going to be the guy that's going to be targeted all season and they're not going to let him get into elimination or nothing. And here he is, the GOAT. Trying to send him home first. So uh, is that the first time I heard you say you know, something so outlandish, but you referred to CT as being the GOAT. He is, he is the greatest challenger of all time when it comes to physicality, when it comes to puzzles, when it comes to social game, when it comes to dominating a season on his own 
or with a partner. He has done it on both ways. When it comes to winning championships as being a trifecta winner, he's done it. Uh, he's won with multiple different partners. Uh, he's, he's, just, he's just won a bunch of eliminations. I know everybody's going to look at him and be like, well, he's like six and five in eliminations, but there's so much fault in there. He's had people throw the final elimination, AKA rivals to prevent him from winning. He's literally had, he's literally been paired up with Veronica. Who's past her prime, past her prime. If it was, that if, is such a great euphemism. If it, if it, if it was earlier, <laughs> then maybe it wouldn't matter. I mean, but he has had so many things. He's been kicked off a show twice. You could argue that if he never gets kicked off, Adam King never throws. He's not partnered with Veronica and anybody else he's partnered with. He could he have seven. He could have seven, maybe eight championships. It's a bold claim. Becky, what do you think about these uh, outrageous claims by Tyler Louder? I don't think he's too far off. I think CT is the most well-rounded. And in truth, had he had individual seasons prior, I think he would have won. These team ones where he had so many people who purposely got rid of him or, you know, obviously knew how to pick Allegedly. His... Hmm. <laughs> uh, allegedly. <laughs> <clears throat> not really but anyway um yeah he ct got screwed over a lot in throughout his time so i think that yeah tyler has a point uh whether i'm saying he's the greatest of all time i guess we have to wait until the challenge is officially over and done with to be able well, to crown that person i also challenge you there um ct has been screwed over in some cases but a lot of times he screwed over himself. He uh, alienated himself from the cast and his own actions got him into trouble. And some stuff was out of his control. Do I believe that CT is the GOAT? I believe that that case exists. I think you can't put him any lower than the two spot, though. He's either, if you don't have him as a GOAT, he has to be number two. Um, I know people want to say, you know, Darrell or Kenny or Jordan or Wes. But there's really no debate. It really comes down to Johnny and CT. They are the kings of the jump. And here's, the, here's another thing you have to think about this. is like CT has had two challenge careers. We talked about this a, a couple weeks ago and everything. And realistically, CT, who he is today, when he had all that stuff happen with him, which was right after Rivals 1, if you just go where him and DM were partners on X's 1 and on, He's got four championships in like the last like nine seasons he's done. So like the first, the first eight or nine he did, he was destructive and destroying himself all the time and that things happened to him. But from there on, he's made like six or seven finals. He's, he's won four times, five, if you count champs versus pros two champs versus stars. Sorry. Yeah, one hell of a winning streak. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the final for a little bit. This final was very, very puzzle heavy. Very puzzle heavy. We didn't see a lot of uh, stamina stuff. We didn't see a lot of strength stuff. We didn't see, um, you know, the carnival tricks that we've seen in the past. I'm not saying that this final was set up for CT, but do you think that CT benefited the most out of all of the competitors for this type of challenge? I think each team had somebody who was a little bit more uh, brain heavy. Uh, Cam for Corey and Cam CT for his team. Uh, I would say as much as I hate to say it, Fessy's a little bit smarter um, than Casey. And 
Lee, well, gosh, Nani, I guess, would have to be the brainchild of Leroy and Nani. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that would be the weakest team mentally, (laughs) I think. Uh, But everybody seemed to be pretty even and stacked when it came to someone who had more mental strength and uh, the person who was more physical. So I can understand wanting to make it as even as possible, especially since it's guy-girl partners. So it can't be all stamina and lifting because the girls aren't going to be able to do as much as the guys. And that's just unfortunate physics. All right. And Tyler. It wasn't, it wasn't tailored to him at all. Like uh, let's just take all the recent fans. Cause there's a lot of recent fans of the challenge and everything. If anything, it was tailored to cam. Like cam is built for this exact type of final puzzle, heavy short distance runs, She's got good cinema, but it's not, it's not too long distance. It's not sprints. It's like kind of perfect for her. Corey's built to just kind of be a muscle. Here's the thing. CT's, <laughs> C- CT's best placement in finals has always been Thailand. Like it's always been a, a, a humid, hot weather place. Like we've seen him in a cold weather final before or like a mild temperature where they change constantly. He doesn't do as well. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think cold weather. I think cold weather has such a disadvantage the bigger of like people that are in the it's mainly guys because girls aren't ever that that monstrous like ct you know guys like fessy zach ct type stuff like that cold weather doesn't benefit them their muscles cramp up so easy so i I don't think it was tailored to him i just think he's smart and but i mean he's had to develop that well also you got to think of it this I, i was thinking of this while i was watching it i was like this is redemption for exes where he died on that mountain trying to climb up and DM's like, come on, CT, come on, you know, trying to will him up the mountain. So there's, there's some redemption out there for, for CT in this. Uh Oh, Malik. What? I just pushed a red button right now. Continue though. Ask, <laughs> he your, wasn't next <laughs> Ask your next question. We're, let's just move on. <laughs> Listen, if I haven't told you before, I want you to know now. I'm backing up my audio now. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the group chat is literally back up your audio. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done this in a long time. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, anyway, last week? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, before we continue, <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor today. Crown Royale Vanilla. I was going to say, wait, is it flavored? I I really like this one. It's a little bit weaker than a regular crown, but it gets the job done. And look, I didn't even Uh do that much drinking. It's still this much left, and we're not going to burger this whole bottle tonight. (laughs) We will tomorrow night. That's my favorite brand of of crown. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but you have to check it out. And I don't know if we can, like, it's like breaking news. We do have a sponsorship opportunity on an Instagram in our DMs. And I don't know why we always get these, like, these, like, these trimmer people that want to go with us. Oh, but... really? You know what? I'm 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 going to address that. Remind me uh, after I hang up. <laughs> I got you. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the obvious. I mean, we we understand that that CT is the king the of this challenge, but let's go ahead and talk about the man of the hour, and that's going to be the um the completely unfair and crushing defeat of Fessy in today's final. Fessy is the person who obviously would have won this whole thing, but Casey decided to go out there and sabotage him and, and, and ruin this opportunity for him. It's bad enough. It is bad enough 
He couldn't even compete during this. He was, he was being locked out, and it's unfair. Um, let's talk about how the challenge and, and the cast and production have conspired to keep Fessy from competing, to, to keep Fessy from being the best that he can be. Why? Why are they doing this to him? Anybody? Fessy, he's sitting there. He's not eating. Casey's doing this eating. He got a, a, a grumpy face. He's sitting off to the side. He's not being the best partner he can be. It gets to the point where TJ has to come up to him. And, and mind you, that's fucking embarrassing. If TJ has to come up to you in the middle of a race for a million dollars and ask you, do you even really want to be here? You're fucking playing yourself. Um, the fact that TJ has to come over and, and ask him, does he still want to compete? He says yes. He eats some of the shit for a little bit. And they time out. What do you make of Fessy's behavior, Becky? Fessy is such a piece of garbage. Just trash. That man's been talking shit all the way up and down, all his confessionals and everybody's face. Who's old now and who can't hang now? It's definitely not CT who chugged that fucking glass of blood without a problem. And when you have Casey hobbling her ass through this and literally chowing down on the worst food ever, at least give her some effort. At least try. Don't sit there like a pouty little toddler who was told that they can't go somewhere. They can't do what they want to do. So now you're always having, having a temper tantrum in the fucking corner. He needs to never come back. And the fact that he's over here like, it just, it just wasn't fair to me. I couldn't compete and everybody would do oh, Fuck you. You know who couldn't compete this season? Corey. Because his partners kept getting sent home. He didn't get to compete in half of these eliminations or half of these dailies to be able to do anything. So don't complain and bitch and moan about not being able to compete when people like Corey, who have been begging to compete, have been left in the cold. Fuck off. Fessy, I hope you never come back. And if you do, I hope you never win. And one more last thing I want to say, though, is seeing Casey apologize to Fessy at the end broke my heart because she gave it her all and Fessy just gave up. And she's literally like, I'm so sorry, dude. No, you got hurt, but you still kept it pushing. And he was a bitch. Don't ever apologize, Casey. This wasn't, I don't even like Casey. And I felt bad for her for the fact that she felt the need to apologize. No, I definitely feel you on that. Uh, I don't think it was really on Casey to apologize. And it just really shows that even though I find Casey to be a little bit on the boring side, her heart is just as big as Fessy's ego, if not bigger. So big props to her. She was a class act through the whole thing. And her, her fate has, it, it never faltered. She was with the shits from beginning to end. And she may not be the most entertaining, but she really embodies a lot of the best parts of the challenge. I mean, I'm, I'm not a I'm not opposed to her apologizing. Uh, I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Uh, like as an athlete, like I've I've been injured before, and I've apologized to my teammates that I couldn't deliver as much as I I should have because I got hurt. So it makes sense. Um, as for Fessy, um, like like I kind of said last week, I, I figured this was going to happen. He was uh, he's one of those guys that is not truly a winner, and he was looking for an out, and he got an out. And we know he's not a good eater. He couldn't eat last time. Uh, there's nothing really. We can't really fault him on that. that. That's I feel like that is the hardest thing to get prepared for as a challenger. Like if you're a bad swimmer, go swim more. If you're not good at running, run more. If you're not good at puzzles, do puzzles. Like, Fessy showed you, us you, how to do it. Like, 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 what are you supposed to do? Like, oh, you're, 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 you're not good at eating food. All right, I go mean, get Turbo, this dumpster. Turbo showed us how to do it. He, yeah, but I'm just, 
<laughs> Either way, though, you hate Turbo. I, I don't hate Turbo. I just I don't think he's that good of a character myself. I just think it's because he's he has an accent and you can't understand him that people think that's hilarious. And I think that's kind of degrading. But neither here nor there. Whatever. Like, like I think he's like, hot. He's so. funny because I can't understand him. Like I like that's that's kind of insensitive. But anyways, it's kind of work I, of you. I I like Fessy on the challenge. I don't like him as a person, but I think he plays the best villain role that that we need to have. There's not a villain on the show. He's there. Good. He's the villain that Josh could never be. Josh <laughs> is just a villain because people dislike him. Um, Fessy yeah. is a villain because he actually plays a villain pretty well. Oh God, Josh would give anything to be Fessy. The the only way that this could have been any better is if is if. When when the TJ went to go ask him a second time if he was going to eat or continue, if he'd have been like, "Hey, Jay Mitchell, are you going to finish this food or not?" Like, <laughs> yes. That would have been the best way to add to that. But otherwise, I mean, you know, I I don't really care that he didn't eat. It makes it makes sense in my eyes why he didn't eat. I don't agree with it. I would have still tried eating, you know, because if Casey's going to go. But then again, I mean, even if even if they would have done that, they actually would have had a chance because I mean, they were they were in a canoe for a good portion right after that and only had to run for a little bit at towards the end. So this is what Darrell says. This is what I believe. If you can't eat, you can't compete. Period. Period. That's fair. Now in in his defense though, there are some finals that don't always feature large bouts of food. Oh, it's coming back. Yo, it's coming back. They took it away for a little bit. There, there is a strategy to this. If anybody's, as, as a, one of these history challenge buffs like me, and you just like rewatch it like crazy, you rewatch Rivals One. Uh, Tyler Duckley was like sick the night before a final, so he didn't get to eat that night. He threw up, and then he woke up, didn't eat breakfast, and then they went to the eating part, and he was like, "I haven't ate for like twelve hours. I'm starving," and just like pounded the food down. <laughs> That's the strategy. Just don't eat the day of the final. You come there, you're starving. You'll do it. Well, unless you're fessy and you don't want to eat balls because you know. Let's go ahead and move on to the most beautiful part of this challenge. That's not just Leroy fawning over Cam, which was great. But the cave, the glacier cave that they was into, I think, I just... you know what I think? I think I'm pretty sure the challenge when they were doing the scouting just found this cave and they're just like, this is the cave. We got to do a major part in this cave. And we got to revolve filming all around this cave. Um, There's also a little bit of controversy when it came to the cave. Apparently, Amber B was still working on her puzzle and they kind of changed the rules to whoever finished first. Because I guess Cam was a second finish. Anybody know any more about that? It didn't look like that for me, though. Oh, Nani was. Nani was a second. Yeah, but apparently, maybe Team CT didn't really get it. And I think it was one of the greatest advantages they had since uh, getting there. They got to sleep in something thermal and waterproof. Second place got a waterproof sleeping bag. And third place had a, a wool blanket. Um, I'd never been a fan of these staying up all night things. Um, it, one, like uh, World of the War II, um, that one was kind of okay when they stayed up kind of late and they had like an elimination kind of thing with uh, Ninja and Hunter. That's kind of okay, but staying up all night, standing on a rock and have to switch with your partner. I don't think this part of the challenge really adds anything. Uh, do you guys feel differently? I mean, 
I'm not, I'm not against it, uh, but I embrace the challenge for what it is. I, I don't know. I, I think it sets a different tone. The only problem I have with it is like somebody could have major momentum day one and then just like a bad night of sleep just ruins that momentum that they had. That's the only part that I would dislike. I, but I, I don't really care if like one person has, a, I don't know, different sleeping arrangements. I, I do think having equal sleeping arrangements is more fair and balanced. And I think um, Battle of the Seasons did it the best. But they kind of had to stand in like a little square holding a camel. And if they stepped out of the square, the other person had to like rotate every time or whatever. But it's, it doesn't matter to me. All right, Becky, how do you feel about these, uh, these, these late nights, staying up all night, sleeping parts of the challenge? I mean, I, I agree with Tyler. I'm not a really big fan of it. Uh, I understand what they're trying to do, which, number one, waterproof sleeping bag or waterproof blanket it doesn't matter i want to be able to sleep on the floor in a glacier i mean they're wet they're cold there's no way they're going to be comfortable even in a water you're already soaked getting into that sleeping bag so (laughs) you're not going to be comfortable anyway so i mean you saw amber b couldn't sleep so she just stood up and took the thing and ct well ct is a bear so he's just like all right hibernation time but uh I think he would have been able to sleep under a wool blanket, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's, I- it's during this time in the cave, we see uh, Leroy let everybody else know that at this point, we see that Leroy, he lets everybody know that this is going to be his last challenge. Uh, CT says he kind of figured it out by the way he was playing. Corey's taken by surprise. We, we are all sad at the fact that Leroy is going. Um, I put out earlier tonight that I think that Leroy is like the Dan Marino of the challenge. Uh, top tier guy, great competitor, truly elite, but just never, never really was able to be in a position to win the last game of the season. How do you guys feel about Leroy's eventual, eventual departure? I'm sad to see him go. He was always a really great energy he's fun and a lot of people say oh he was ruthless this season i don't think he was ruthless i think he was smart i think he played smart for the first time in his entire career so i i go for the i wish that he would come back and play another game like this because i think he could feasibly win if he plays like this every single time but he never really wanted to ruffle feathers, which is why he never played like this before. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's going out on, on top or with a bang, I guess, more to the point. I mean, as Leroy's agent, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it, is, it is a sad day for us all. Um, I, do, I, do, I like the Dan Marino analysis, the breakdown. Um, it's almost like, like there's a challenge. Oh, hey, we have a video on YouTube about the best to never win. <laughs> That's he's on that list. He is on that list. You should check that out. But uh, you know, it it is a sad day. And I I here's the thing: the way he's played his whole challenge career to me is boring, to be real, but it gets you farther in the game. And if it gets you farther in the game, you're making more on if you're not getting that guaranteed Johnny Bananas money, you're getting that weekly. You're getting that weekly. Playing a boring game in a friendly social game keeps you there longer, makes you more money, bit longer vacation makes sense. But to win, I mean, he's seen what he needed to do. And I really think that the comments, I don't even know if they showed it. It was kind of like in a preview 
of an episode, but I don't think they ever showed it in the actual thing. But Wes said, Wes said something to him and he said, it was, I, I can't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, that's the difference between like me and you and everything. That's like, that's how winners do things. And you're not a winner or something like that. He didn't say it in like a mean way, but was just like letting him know, like, like that's how winners play. If you're going to be a winner, you got to play. And then Leroy just, we saw it throughout the season, just kicked it up. Yeah, I think I saw it in a preview, but yeah, I don't think they showed it on the show. Definitely. It's definitely going to be sad to see uh, Leroy uh, go. He uh, he busts his ass for us. He busts his ass on the challenge. I think he tried hard. I think he played a great game. I think overall, he's been a very positive influence and overall just uh, a good guy. Uh I, I think I think his presence on the challenge will be missed by and, and I think he's gonna be replaced by more of these, you know, social media hungry opportunist uh challengers coming coming up in these newer seasons. So I'm gonna miss the guy. He he was definitely great on the challenge. His replacement is actually already there. Oh God. I I'm I'm really feeling like you're gonna say something stupid. Oh, I, I, well, I don't know. If I'm, I don't know if you but like, like realistically, Nelson's already there. Like that's Nelson is Nelson's a younger version of Leroy. He kind of like likes to be on everybody's good side, likes to have a good time, doesn't like the rustle, ruffle feathers unless he's drunk. But I'm just saying sober Nelson. He's really good in physical eliminations. And he's just like that guy that always kind of comes up short. Like he's kind of got that role that Leroy plays. He's got he's got a, an alliance member that takes the the brunt of everything. And that's the vocal <laughs> person, just like Leroy. It's very similar. Like when you break it down, I mean, Leroy doesn't make as many dumb comments as Nelson, but I'm just saying Nobody play style, does. play style is almost, is almost like a replication. I really can't wait to see Nelson back. I, uh, Nelson is somebody who's really, really grown to me over the years. Moving on. I really wish there was a lot more to talk about uh, this challenge, but. Well, there's, there's one thing we didn't talk about. Hit me. And I don't want to get, you know, beat down with it and everything. We had a rookie winner. I mean, Amber B came out. It's Amber B, right? B? Yes. B. Okay. Yes. I, I, couldn't remember. I, I remembered, but I didn't really remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a rookie winner. First time we've had a rookie winner since War of the Worlds won. Uh, first time we've had a female rookie winner since, ooh, since Battle of the Seasons? With <sighs> Team San Diego is the first, last time a female uh rookie one has it been oh man oh man i'm gonna get bashed because i should know these things um but i i'm pretty sure that's the last time that we had a female rookie win battle of the seasons was was right after was after uh right x's yeah (laughs) yeah he might be right yeah uh battle of seasons is is season 23 because season 24 is rivals 2 uh-huh and 25 is free agents and 22 was X's, and 21 is Rivals, 20's Cutthroat, 19's... Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, you're saying that having a female rookie winner, this is a big thing, it's something we don't see often. It's, it's been done, like, I don't know. I mean, since they've switched the format from, like, team formats, it's only been done, uh, like, a few times. Wait, wasn't Ashley a rookie when she won her nope, season? second season. Rivals, oh. Rivals 3 was her first season. And they got like seventh place when she was partnered with Corey, came back for a second season and won an invasion. Okay, sorry. For a second, I was trying to remember. But, I, was like, but I, I just think it's a really cool thing for us that we should talk about and highlight because not only is it the first time we've had a, a, a female rookie winner 
in the 30s and for almost the past, I don't know, like eight years. But it's the first Big Brother winner that we have as well on the challenge. That's a very good point. That, that is a very big deal. We got a rookie female winner, a woman of color, and Big Brother finally brings home the gold. Um, I, the funny thing is, I think the reason why it's not really hitting everybody the way it's hitting them is because of the game she played. She really played a understated game that really didn't come alive until later on in the season. And the whole entire CT and Amber thing being put together, it just kind of came together. It wasn't really planned. And once they seen that it was working in the final, they kept it together. I think uh, because Amber's and CT's road to get to the finals was so different, it feels like she's not getting enough of the credit. Like, people feel, I, I think people are getting the general feeling that all she had to do was keep up with CT and not slow CT down, then they're going to win. Uh, I think she contributed a lot more to that. When it came to eating, she was right there. She maybe didn't do that great with kayaking, but she kept up every step of the way when it came to the cardio stuff. She did help with the puzzles. So no, no asterisks, no bullshit. She came in there, she kicked ass, she beat everybody. Killer Cam, who is, who is a beast and, and who we love very much. And Tyler definitely likes Cam, as so do I. And everybody <laughs> loves Cam. Guess what? She kicked Cam's ass, uh, 90s ass. She's been doing this 12 seasons, something like that. Kicked her ass. Casey touted it as this big big brother beast and guess what amber b it might be the real big brother beast so oh, good point so, well, good so, point tyler be, be, uh, becky before you dive on in i i have the statistic um there has been since they switched from team formats to where they've done like pair solos where it's been mixed up constantly it's not the same 25 people on one team 18 of them get to be a champion uh like back in the good old og days um but uh, there's been six female winners on their rookie season. Then again, though, two of those were on fresh meets where there's a forced rookie winner. Um, but yeah, so that's just where they've been. And it, it is the first one since Battle of the Seasons. Uh, there's been lots of guys that have won on their first season. Um, there's been lots of girls that have won on their second season. The second season is when we see a lot of females come out and have their, their big welcoming and everything. But yeah, um, this just happened. And Amber, Amber just jumped up to number nine all time on a total money earned on the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> when those price it. purses get big. But I think the thing with Amber is I think she's a great runner. Uh, not really great mind-wise. Uh, she's all right. But I think she just, I think she's kind of a middle-of-the-road player. Like, I think that's kind of why everybody's kind of like, whatever, because she's I, kind of blonde. I don't know. Her championship th throughout, th throughout the dailies, and her gameplay in the dailies, she's been mediocre to mid. She had a so, couple dailies on her belt. I think three, right? She's kind of mid tier. I'm just, I'm honest. I'm three dailies honest. is a lot, more than a lot of other people won. I'm sorry. Her gameplay was forgettable. It is what it is, but she did amazing in the final. Really? She did keep up with CT. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Becky. And I there really, was, hey, shush. I'm not done yet. Stop but, interrupting me, sir. I, I'm disagreeing with you. I, I think her gameplay is understated. She went into eliminations and won. She won daily. Against she did good who? with picking partners. Against she didn't get to pick who? her opponents. Her, whoever her, against who whoever they put in front of her that's the answer continue okay whatever it doesn't matter i'm just saying her gameplay over the season to me was mediocre to mid-grade i don't think she's an amazing dailies 
Doesn't really matter how well she did on the dailies, though. She did kill it in the final. And she, a lot of times, was running ahead of CT. So she wasn't just keeping pace. She was making CT keep pace with her when she was running. So she's got her strong points. But at the end of the day, I think she played mid-card throughout the season, which is why people are kind of like, uh-huh, okay. I didn't see this during the season. I was definitely surprised, but I have a question for you guys. Does CT win this final if he picked Cam in the beginning? I need to retract my statement. Um, uh, Cam would have been a good partner for this. I didn't realize how hard she was going to push and try uh, to beat. Like, she literally could have stopped and let Nani win so Lira could have got second, and she still pushed and got that. Um, so I take that back. I was oh. actually going to point that out, and I completely forgot. So even 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 Kara kind of called called me out on Instagram. Uh, was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'd pick Cam any day. <laughs> but that's Wait, Kara, Kara? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She commented on the on our last thing on Instagram about that, and um, but if he would have picked her from week one, I do believe that it would have been a massive dynamo dynamo effect. I don't think CT would have been called in the first elimination which in theory, I believe if Cam was working with a champion, Wes would have been around longer. Um, I think that we would have seen more Big Brother people go in earlier. And I think our final four teams would have been a lot different. But I do think Cam and CT, if they were still together, would have been in the final still. We got to do a deep dive on this. We got to do a what if CT Mm. picked Cam in the beginning. That would be fun. But my thing is, is Cam and CT do not communicate well together. The issue is, is they would be butting heads the entire mm. season. Mm. I don't think so. I just think that um, th- that uh, women are very strong, uh, independent people who can do anything. But I do <laughs> think that they hold grudges sometimes. And I think that's what happened when they became partners that like, oh, I'll forgive you. But I ain't going to forget how you like bashed me at the beginning. And I'm that, that's- so you're saying Cam is being petty. No, I'm That's saying I'm saying work. Cam was giving CT his just desserts. Okay. All right. Am there I, we go. Am I nice wording save. this right? <laughs> nice save. <laughs> All right. But yeah. So another question I have uh, before we go ahead and uh, move on to final thoughts is. Why did CT and Amber dominate this final i mean we, we've seen people do great in finals we've seen close finals uh definitely between two and three it was very close but since this episode began it really wasn't it was so dominant ct it was never a question even when they got lost you knew that wasn't going to last too long why was ct and amber b so dominant in this final? ct is built for finals he just knows how to compete in finals he knows how much energy and effort to give. He's one of these guys that's in this elite male tier with final running that I would put somebody like Jordan and bananas. And I'd even put, even though he's only been on one, I'd even put somebody like turbo in. Um, and I just think they're really good at finals. And uh, I, that's what it was that CT was so good on his side. And then for Amber, because she was a rookie, she, she's and not just a rookie, but she's one of these players that is willing to take direction and she's not just going to be like, this is how I want to do it. And so I feel like with that open type of relationship they had there, where it's like, you kind of lead the way and I'm going to follow, it just it, it was just a perfect marriage on a challenge final. I agree. I think Amber is okay with somebody else taking the lead. And she even said it multiple times throughout 
this final. She's like, I'm just gonna let CT make the decision. I'm just gonna let CT do it. Because she, I think she recognized that she's a rookie and that she has to trust the veteran on her team. So I think a lot of times with issues with CT with some of the other females is they're all like Cam is an alpha. CT is an alpha. They both think they're right. So they battle. Um, So I think that's why Amber was like, okay, this is my first season. I'm deferring to you. You tell me what to do. You tell me where to go and I'm doing it. And now I wish that the challenge showed times because I don't know if this is a fact, but based on what I was watching, I feel like they were doing a really good job editing it. When CT and Amber crossed, I think that it would be in the top 10 biggest blowouts in finals history is what I truly think it would have been. I bet that they beat them by 10 plus minutes. It doesn't seem like a lot, but I'm just saying like, when they were like stopping and starting at the same spot from the eating, that's a long, that's a long gap. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, CT did dominate. Amber B did dominate. They are the queen and, and they're the queen and kings of the Challenge 36 free agents. One hell of a season. Once again, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us, letting us get to talk our shit. Um, before we before we move on to episode three of the Challenge All Stars, uh, what are some of you guys' closing thoughts on this season overall? Are any big gripes or hangovers or anything you guys just want to mention and put your stamp on for the Challenge Thirty Six Free Agents? I just I, I enjoyed the season. It was it was okay. It wasn't the best season I've ever seen, but definitely wasn't the worst. Um, I want them to get rid of the gold skull twist. Um, either that or they need to they need to work it in a different way because it is destroying the political side of the game of it. And I miss the political strife and the drama. I want to see real drama and not fake drama anymore because we know all of those fights were fake. They're not real fights. I think the only ones that are real are between Nelson and Fessy. And I think that's the only fight that I believe is actually legitimate. I think this I think this season is actually has a lot of rewatchability. Um, I think that, you know, a year goes by. This is going to be one of those challenges that uh, somebody can turn on and just kind of marathon through over a weekend. And it's they're going to be entertained. There's so much value that came out of this season. We had we had good players top to bottom. We had changing of gameplay. We had upsets and eliminations. We had dirty play. We just had a, a really good season, I think. And we had a very satisfying, maybe not the most satisfying. I feel like Leroy would have won. That would have been the most, but a, a pretty satisfying ending to a, a game that was controlled by an alliance that people weren't in favor of, um, which really I'm just coming to find out that just like challenge fans don't like alliances. Like they say they do, but really they don't. Whoever runs every season just gets shit on for running every season. It's like, because their favorite isn't in the alliance and they're upset that... And it just follows, you know, when, you know, Johnny wasn't in the alliance, people hated the alliances when, you know, all the, you know, it was Kara and all of her group. They didn't like them because their favorites weren't included. It's just kind of what it is. If my favorite's not in there, I don't like them. And another fun fact on top of that, though, before we before we cut over to Malik, is that um, CT is almost in the career winnings, not earnings, winnings. He's almost in the millionaire club. I was going to say, I was actually going to ask you what his number was at after he's, this win. He's, he's like 965,000 is what he's won from the show. So close. He's 35, 35K away. So he's a, 
he's a 2005 third place finish away from getting that million. Well, yeah. And once you add in his, uh, his guaranteed salary, he's probably well over that. I think that, I think people have a lot of gripes about this season. And I do think they have, um, you know, I do think a lot of it is legitimate, but this was a good season. It gave us a lot of different stuff. I do think that this is the last, at least for the time being, that we see the uh, gold skull twist. I do agree with you, Tyler, that it does have a lot of rewatchability. This wasn't a bad season. Very, very middle, very, uh, you know, middle of the road. But it gave us some really, really great creative dailies. It gave us a dominant final. Um, TJ's personality was really able to shine, especially with the whole run my final thing. We started last season, but I'd love to see it. I think this was a good season. Um, and coming off of um, the, seri- the seriousness of, uh, you know, the War of the Worlds trilogy, I like it. I give it a solid 7.58. It was a good season. People stop complaining about everything. Thank you. So one question before we jump on over. Um, we don't know this, and I'm not a big uh, spoiler fan where I look up stuff. You know, I like to live in the moment with this show. But there is rumored speculation, the theme isn't confirmed, that the theme for next season is going to have a vet paired up with a rookie on a pair season, similar to like a fresh meat type of thing. Uh, How does that make you guys feel about that? I mean, it's the same thing that happened on World of Worlds. Yeah, we've seen it. (laughs) A vet with a rookie. They're just reinventing the wheel. I think they really need to take some time and considering on who they're going to bring over. There has been, you know, some duds or just some people who, who probably looked great, but it just didn't do great. Like, you know, somebody like Ashley Kane, I think would be, you know, probably should be where Fessy is right now. Or, you know, Fessy, I think he's good for the challenge, but he's extremely unlikable. I think the challenge has to do something. Maybe they got to take away some of the seriousness of it to let some of, some of these personalities shine. And it's already a highly tense situation. I think Johnny Bananas is right. I, th- I think he's right that sometimes you got to bring some of the old challenge stuff back. You got to bring some of the fun back. Let some of these personalities shine because people are not liking these new people who they don't really know and probably not behaving like themselves because it's such a highly stressful situation. I'm sure if, if, if the challenge was a little bit more fun and Fessy had to be a little bit less serious, we might see a whole different side of it, but everything is so serious. Maybe bring some of the fun back, bring some of the um, uh, the campiness stuff back, and let's see let's see what we got from there. Because being serious all the fu- being serious all the time isn't really helping things. Murray, uh, if you hear this, uh, don't steal my idea, but I'd love to be a producer for you and work with you, uh, <laughs> work for you. Uh, but I think it'd be good in between seasons to have a prospect season a really short six episode prospect season with like 14 people that have never been on the challenge. And if you come in uh, first or second for the male, male or females, you automatically can earn a right to the next show or shows like in a couple. And then you also let the fans vote on a male and female that didn't win that they would like to see back. And I think that would just be a good way to kind of like get the pool going in the direction that fans would like you know, with people that we want to see because we've seen them as a prospect. Now we can see them as a challenger, you know, kind of like a college season. No, I absolutely love that idea. One of my favorite things that only happened once and was never brought back was on Fresh Meat when they did like the combine thing. 
and they let him pick who it was. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was a great idea. I can't believe it hasn't been brought back and done more. And you're right. Even if it's just a, a, a four episode, you know, a four episode special of, you know, who, who can be in the next challenge. And, you know, you throw in some reality TV stars, throw in a couple of fans, you know, at least to compete for the chance. It, it really, it really becomes communal. And I think it would be a good thing. But, you know. What happened f- to the Spartan race winners? Weren't the uh, Spartan race winners to, supposed to be eligible? They, they were never going to do that. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, those guys would never cut it in a challenge. If people are hitting on like former college athletes that have some personality, they would hate if just like CrossFit Joe and Jane came onto the show. Well, well, no, I'm just saying because they that was something that they were promoting. Come do the Spartan races and maybe you could be on the challenge. You know, this that, is what you're that was the for. challenge they were talking about. You would be on a challenge, like a challenge in, in your personal life. No, <laughs> they, 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 they did do my the idea I just kind of gave so it's not really my idea but they did it back on spring break where they did the challenge spring break where they had six challengers go down and coach six teams of six or whatever and throughout the this two is where day camilla event, came on right that's where camilla came from throughout the two-day event teams that's got right. eliminated in 2010 and, and it, yep and it came down to two teams and then camilla was on the winning team and she got selected from that to be on the challenge easily just go to spring break Pick a different hot spot every year. That's your prospects. Four episodes, 30 minutes each. Bam. And you get you can get two good people that fans want to see. Minimum. Anyways. Anyways. Moving One on. hell of a season. Double Agents comes to a close. We're going to go ahead and move on to the third episode of the Challenge All-Stars. I watched this like a week ago. So thank God I took notes. I watched it like I watched it like Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kendall Shepard gets a win. She comes back to the house. She's riding high. Um, one hell of a win, and uh, we end up on uh, Jemmy and uh, and Nehemiah. Jemmy decides that she wants to form an alliance with uh, with Nehemiah. Okay, so that's a good thing to explore. Why do you think Jemmy decide that Nehemiah is going to be the guy to team up with, Becky? Because he's handsome. <laughs> is that what uh, it is? Just purely attractive? No. Of all the guys in the house, there's Derek. <laughs> there's more. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of love and I have a lot of respect for Nehemiah. I think he's a great challenger. I think he's the best challenger there on the male side. What? When it comes to, when it comes to all aspects of the game, he brings things that other competitors don't. Like, we love Alton and Derek, but they're not political players. Like, we love Mark, but he's not this, like, endurance guy that's going to, like, kill himself to get a job done. He's not going to win dailies, really, on an individual basis. You know, and I just think Nehemiah is the most well-rounded. I think he's the most woke in what the game is, and I think that's because he's the youngest guy there. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing that he's the youngest there. I'm pretty sure he's, like, 35. But... That's just, to me, I mean, he, he, he won the first two dailies. So coming into episode three. I don't, I don't know if I agree with you there. Uh, Nehemiah being the best all around. Who's I better there? Can't put him over Mark Long, even if he is old as shit. Mark Long is just better than him. And if those two, aspect. if those two dropped in a final right now um, with four of the people, I could say Mark would get, would get fifth or sixth place. And Nehemiah would come in the top top two. Like I can I can say that. 
You I'm, have uh, such a hatred. For no, 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 no. I, I don't think that's <laughs> taking place now. I just, I just fundamentally disagree with what you're saying. I just don't see it. I, I okay. So let's just be honest about Jemmy. I think she thinks that he's got political prowess, but let's just be honest. Jemmy is not really been. I guess, compatible with a lot of guys on the challenges. And I think Nehemiah kind of catches her attention. And, no you're gonna, and from what I've seen and from what I'm seeing in the future episodes, they're snuggly and cuddly going on. So well, we what? don't know if that's him. No, no, we it is him. Her. That is him. That is okay. him. I, very... I, I, I didn't know it was him. I just saw Jemmy and I saw what could have been him. Like, so interesting, Nehemiah said on Twitter, he said it was just snuggling. He said he is still 0 for 5 for sex in a challenge house. <laughs> first off, <laughs> first off, <laughs> and part of my language, but <laughs> nigga, you lie. <laughs> That's one. Two. Who did he, wait, who's saying some, that he. There's somebody. I, there's no way I believe that Nehemiah is 0 for 5 for sex in a challenge house. He's so uh, handsome. I don't, I don't know. know how. The whole tenderoni thing? Yeah, but no, that was, oh, uh, wait. He openly yeah. said he had absolutely no interest in Beth physically at all. Which I always thought was weird. Uh, something. It has to be something there. Something we don't know. He can't be over five. I mean he could. He could. He had that he had that time in, in the challenge where he was like very spiritual and like very in your face about being spiritual. And I think that was very off putting to some people. So <laughs> Particularly I, he's very Evan. spiritual now. I know, but we're not seeing episodes of him like inviting people into like his, his, I don't know what they're called. So I'm not going to say anything because I, I don't want to insult. Why did they piss off Dunbar and Evan so much? Because he put up <laughs> motivational things that they said was passive aggressive towards them. God, challenge fans they were swear projecting. everything's passive aggressive. Big guy, don't understand big word. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's on Dunbar because Evan's actually extremely intelligent from what I've understood and what I've I heard. All right. So let's, no, you're being funny, right? <laughs> no, I know. I've, I've, I've heard he's a really intelligent guy. Like on the show, like he plays dumb, but I heard he's, he's, he's got a college degree. Like that does not mean anything. Hopefully all. it does. Cause I'm about to have one. So I, I'm going to run <laughs> off of that. Listen, I'm trying to get a college degree, but it doesn't mean I'm a genius listen, or I'm super smart. Ben <laughs> Shapiro, not a listen, Ben Shapiro skipped two grades and has a, a uh, law degree from Harvard. Says some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. So does Ted Cruz. We're not even going to go there. Uh, let's go ahead and move <laughs> on to the daily. The daily today is Melt Away. A classic. Um, the last time we seen this was um, Tyler. Tyler. I don't even know. This is from like uh, Battle of the Sexes. Two? Battle of the Sexes. Uh, either Battle of the, Se Battle of the Exes, maybe? No, 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 it was no, sexist. No. It was, it was sexist. Okay, cool. Melt away. Big block of ice. You gotta pump it, spit on it, and um, you know, you, you gotta do you gotta do the most to melt this ice so you can get something and go out. Now, you don't have, have to hump it. That's a, you, you do not have to hump it. I don't know where anybody thinks like that's what you gotta do. Uh, Kelly, they're creating friction. Have, it's not like it's 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 not a pole. You're not doing a dance. You're not doing a performance right now. Like it's it just. 
Put your body on it. That's all you got to do. Listen, she really was doing a whole ass yo, performance. She had a routine going on. Yo, <laughs> let me tell you one of the favorite, my, one of my favorite things about this daily hump, um, uh, melt away. You got a whole bunch of challengers and looking over a block of ice and they go like, yeah, I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be like Darrell and pee on it. Yeah. Genius. There Genius. Was, that it probably was the best idea, but it was probably also the most absolutely disgusting. People are spitting on it, throwing up on it. I mean, Darrell just lifts a leg and pees on it, which... Mark in his corner. I got this corner. Don't worry about it, guys. Well, what's uh, one of my friends said, like, man, it, after they started hitting it with the the hammer, they're like, if a if a chunk that had pee on it hit me in the face, I'd be pissed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think they and it, it's funny because it shows the challenge was fully aware that they wasn't going to get nowhere fast. They're like, we're going to just have them do this for 60 minutes. And then give them a hammer because they, they had those hammers right on deck. Either they knew that was going to happen or like 15 minutes into it. somebody's like, yo, run the store real quick and go get some fucking hammers. So well, they, it, they knew they wasn't going to be able to break it up. The last time they did it, it was in a, a place that was really hot, wasn't it? It was. It was in like one of the more tropical locations. Uh, this I is mean, cold. This is mean, like yeah, colder. Battle. I, I don't remember which Battle of the Sexes it was on. If it was on one or two. But Battle of the Sexes 1 was in Jamaica. And Battle of the Sexes 2 was in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. So, I mean, warmer places. Yeah, for sure. And this is not a warmer place. So, obviously, they're not going to have just it melting in general because of the climate. And on top of people, you know, rubbing themselves on it. So, I, I just think they didn't. They thought it would be fun to bring back a throwback, but they didn't think logistically how this would work. So on Challenge Mania, they broke it down. Derek broke it down. And he was like, uh, pretty much they had us go at it without the hammer for as long as possible. And then as soon as they got all the good shots that they wanted to use, they're like, all right, we're good. Now you guys can use a hammer and we can get this challenge over. And Derek <laughs> said it was Derek said it was cool because you got to have like that funny, like creative moments and everything that challenge right. fans like. But yeah, then you got go to make this, good like, TV. Exactly. But then you got to see this badass part about these people just like destroying this block of ice. So it was like a best of both worlds for a production standpoint. Whether or not it was planned, like you said, somebody just ran to the store real quick. Uh, <laughs> it was for the debate. Planned. But <laughs> definitely planned. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. It seems like something they would do. But um, the funniest thing is uh, after it, uh, you know, Nehemiah loses. And since he's the captain of the team, he pretty much knows he's going in. Tech starts shit talking. Yeah. And I what the did. hell was that? Yeah, exactly. I didn't get it. I was just like, all right, if this is a guy who's most likely going in, why are you popping shit? Do you think it was to the point where Tech, do you think Tech was trying to engineer himself getting thrown into elimination? It, it seemed like, like if I wanted to go in elimination, this is what I would do. He did it after the first, uh, the first challenge, after they won. He did the same thing. He was all taunting and everything. I just think it's his personality. I just think he's like, uh, he's like, if, if you were, if you were out playing basketball at your park, he's just a baller. Like he's going to score on you and be like in your face about it. But then if you score, he's not going to care. Like he's just, he's just uh, there for the show and he's okay with it. Like Nehemiah said, Oh yeah, be ready. I'm going to call you out and everything. He was like, cool. Sounds good. Like he doesn't. I'm pretty sure tech has tech must have been punched in the face so many times <laughs> in, in a public setting. <laughs> 
Because I know guys like that. I'm just like, yo, like somebody had to duff him out just several times. Just being who he is. Uh, I actually hear that he's going to be the next guest on Channel Mania. So that should be a real interesting. Yes, listen. I mm-hmm. saw that. I mean, he's just a fun character. I mean, I think he's he's what we've been missing. You know, the naked guy, you know, who just doesn't care. I mean, I missed it. I was like, yeah, I remember Tech because Tech and Ruthie were hilarious they were together. naked all over Hawaii. It was the first Always thing they did. naked. And it was, it was nice to see him go skinny dipping too because it really just brought back those uh, Hawaii vibes. And it really made me remember how awesome of a season Hawaii really was. Yes, I honestly really kind of stopped watching Real World after Hawaii. Uh, it just seemed to to lose its. I watched it sparkle. all the way to go big and go home. Yeah, same. <laughs> yes, and speaking of go big and go home, big shout out to CJ, one of my favorite. I would love to see her on a challenge one of these days. She is feisty. She is a um, she is a American treasure. Oh, is she the one that beat up the racist chick? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that was that was. That was just so great. That was everything. She literally just just got pushed to the limit. I mean, normally I I do not condone violence against anybody, but bitch had it. So she kept pushing. I saw this clip and she just was poking, poking, poking. I'm surprised that she held this on. I don't know. Tyler's doing something. Yeah. yeah, What's going on? I'm just doing some magic, man. I mean, all right. So, um, yeah, so that was a pretty gross daily. Uh, one of the parts <laughs> of the daily, <laughs> one of the parts of the daily was, uh, when you're banging it with the hammer, you can't break the shield. So it looked like, uh, it looked like team Mark and them was going to get the win. And, um, they broke two shields. They broke two minutes. shields. Oh yeah. Go team. Penalty. Right. So Kendu and Darrell gets to win. Kendo gets the lifesaver, which I'm pretty sure is something that we won't have to talk about for the rest of the episode. And, uh, <laughs> Not at all. And Nehemiah's going in. Nehemiah immediately targets Tech. They're like, hey, who do you want? Because as long as the person who's going in saying they want somebody who's not you, it's in everybody's best interest to give it to them. Did, are you guys surprised at the lack of the really strong alliances at this point? There's a lot of old school players. You think the clicking up would begin between the strong people automatically, but there really is no uh, big overall alliance going so far. Does that strike you guys as odd? Can I make a bold statement that might piss a lot of people off? Oh, please Uh do. And I don't care if you're on the show. I don't care if you're bigger, badder than me. I don't care if you're you're bitchier, meaner than me, and you can tweet out. I don't care. Um, OGs play a scared game. That's what they do. It's a smart game, but it's a scared game. It's anybody but me is okay. Because if it's not me, I get to stay. And you just don't rustle any feathers. You kind of stay back. You kind of let your funny side bloom and you're going to stay longer. And that's kind of what this whole thing is. They're all scared. Even the guys that have been playing recently, they're scared that they don't want to ruffle any feathers and they just want to kind of go with the flow. And it makes for eh, TV. And Becky? I mean... I'm not wrong. You, <laughs> I mean, you see alliances, but they're really not as boisterous. And I, I guess you can treat it towards their older. They're kind of they're there just to reminisce and have fun. They're not 
as crazy competitive and it's still early. So I guess we'll see if getting closer to the end uh, where the finals coming along, how cutthroat it's going to get. I think right now they're just in the easy phase. Okay, I'll go in. No big deal. You know, if I go home, I go home. (laughs) All right. So Kendall Shepard gets the lifesaver and (laughs) they all head out. They're having a couple of drinks. You know, people whose, you know, butts are on the line is asking, what is she going to do with the lifesaver? She's enjoying having the attention on her. Uh, some people did not like how she was kind of playing it. Was you, with, the way she was playing it was just like, I don't really have, you know, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I'm open to making a decision. And just her being open to using it puts a lot of the guys on pins and needles. Uh, Beth was talking about how she was uh, power tripping. Jeremy saying, you know, it's all going to her head. What do you guys think about the way that Kendall had the lifesaver? During during this, um, you know, during the club break. I mean, I don't see her having this power trip ego situation. Like maybe there's something they're not showing, but I feel like it's a bunch of sour grapes and we'll reiterate like who Jemmy is. And, you know, let's just be honest. Some of these people are petty Bettys who are mad and. I don't know. I don't, I didn't see her power tripping. I just saw her just kind of being like, ah, I may use it because I kind of want to see what will happen when I use it. Like, do I get to choose or do they get to choose? I think she just wanted to know what would happen if she used a lifesaver. Well, I think the main point is that uh, her using the indecisiveness was keeping everybody on their toes. Um, but isn't this part of the game? Tyler. I'm, I mean, rhetorical question. Did they not all just fucking vote her in last week? And all were pretty much pointing fingers at her and talking shit about her and the way mm. that she didn't jump in the water and everything. And now it's like, mm. but now she's she's gonna maybe put me in. Like, how dare her? Like, fuck all of you scared <laughs> ass fucking people. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. It's annoying. It's how annoying. do you really feel, Tyler? It's just annoying. And you know what? Maybe I'm very passionate about this because uh Kendall is somebody that like I'm personally rooting for on this show just because she's good to our podcast and everything. She's good to the challenge podcast community. And I just, I, I don't, I don't ever get that. It's kind of, it reminds me, I feel like people hate when I do this. It's just like when Wes gets power, like I could, maybe I'm cause I'm a West fan, but like everybody is constantly since the first season he's been in is just always shitting on him, making fun of him and throwing him in. So when he gets power, they're like, how dare he? Like when you put something into a corner and then they get out of it, they're going to talk shit. They're going to do whatever they can. They're going to, fight back kendall's just a genuinely nice person yeah i don't think she's going to do anything I, I don't i never i don't think she was ever really going to use it i think she was just curious and she just didn't want to make a decision so, so leave the girl alone i i, let her I definitely agree with you i think i don't think that she was planning on really using it i think she wanted to see if there was an opportunity that she could use it to uh better her game I think that she definitely could have went a better way about doing it. I don't think she was very skilled in how to use that to be, to to benefit her cause. I think that, you know, I mean, you know the strategy. You have a little bit of power. You leverage that power for more power later on. Hey, Always. Nehemiah, looks like you're going in today, but I might need you down the, down the line. So let's say, let me save your ass. We're going to send this weak person down here. He's going to get washed out. But when I need your help, Nehemiah, 
you better have my back. And that was really the way to use it. And I think she really missed the opportunity there. So this whole voting system is very flawed. Um, I don't know if these challenges have figured it out yet, and they might later on in a couple of episodes. But realistically, if your number one wins the life shield, you can just walk down and be like, hey, guys, I'll nominate myself. I'll go in. I had a bad day. Put me in. And now your number one, your best friend saves you. You and them can pick whoever you want to go in if that's what we think is going to happen. I think it's pretty interesting. I, I, I think Kendall would have used it if she had known what the rules were. Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, definitely a missed opportunity. And you're definitely right about that. The Lifesaver could definitely come and kick, uh, kick ass later on. But let's go ahead and move on to the nomination process. Uh, Tech already put a target on his back by, you know, shit-talking Nehemiah. And then when August sent down there, he goes, yeah, I guess I could kind of read the room. I was talking shit. I'd be more than happy to go down into elimination. And Jemmy actually said something great. She was like, you make them vote you in. You don't nominate. You make people show their cards. Absolutely. Very smart smart of Jemmy. Absolutely. But what do you make of Tech voting himself into nomination? I know know it can be done in a very, very dope way, in a very honorable way. I don't think it's a lack of honor of what's going on here, but it, it doesn't really seem necessary. Uh, he could. Uh, he was probably going to go in anyway. But like I say, he's only going in because he was running his mouth at the beginning. So, what do you make a tech voting himself in? Was it honorable? Was it going to happen anyway? Or did he set himself up for this? I think he was. He knew. I think it was going to go in anyway. Nehemiah had outright said it to people, and that's what everybody was. The, what the person who was going to be the speaker was about to say anyway which would literally just cause a tidal wave of every picking, everybody picking him anyway. So I, I get it. I know I'm going to get voted in. I know everybody's going to vote for me. I'll just go in anyway, and I'll just I'll look like I'm the one being honorable. But at the end of the day, I know I was going to get voted in anyway. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's the way you want to play it. So we, uh, we get down to the elimination. And after all of these gripes that everybody was talking about, oh, what is Kendall going to do? What is this? Yada, 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 yada. She decides she's not going to use a lifesaver. Nehemiah didn't want her to anyway. It's going to be Tech and Nehemiah. The name of the game is Going Out of Town. Now, this game, uh, for lack of a better word, it, it looks like one of the classic ones I've seen from The Duel. Uh, we've seen something like this. Uh, they got to start in a circle. They got to run in. They got to break all these tiles, which are tiled across four corners and um, and up on the ceiling and run back to the circle. Easy enough. But before they do, TJ makes him eat a uh, ghost pepper. Um, what's the what's the uh, exact word for it, for the exact kind of pepper it is? A Carolina Reaper. Hot as fuck. Um... Yeah. A Carolina Reaper, which are, I mean... I've had them before. They are hot. Even when you use them in season, you use literally just the you know tiniest pinch. <laughs> um, first off, this elimination is stupid. It's really basic, and and that's a lot saying for me. I always believe that the best eliminations is where they do the least. The best eliminations has has the least amount of stuff. Pole wrestle. Here goes a pole. Take it. Hall brawl. Here goes a hall run through each other. And I, I, didn't, I didn't like this at all. 
I didn't, and I didn't like the Carolina Reaper in the beginning. Hey, before you go do the stupid shit, let me make your mouth hot and make you throw up. What did you guys think of uh, today's daily before they go? I mean, uh, today's elimination before they actually go and do the elimination. I mean, I think the daily was a little bit more even. Uh, so obviously physical head to head, Nehemiah had a really big, you know, one up on tech. So might have even the odds, the fact that Nehemiah didn't have to fight him, literally just had to race and punch through holes. Uh, I do not know why they had the pepper in there at all. That was like, Ridiculous. let's just laugh at everybody puking. Like, no, I, I don't really want to see that. Nehemiah, though, did take it like a boss where he did start puking for a little bit. Absolutely. And seeing TJ laugh in that fashion was also enjoyable, but I don't really think it really added anything to the challenge. It didn't make... I hate stuff that doesn't make the challenge better. And this just really was just something to do for the sake of doing it. Tyler? Somebody get these boys some milk. Sorry. Facts. There, there's a phrase that I want to use, but I don't know if it's a politically correct phrase to use anymore. So I don't want to say it, but it involves like dance something dance. And I, I don't know if, I, if it's like right, but it just seemed like MTV was like, just do this to entertain us. It really has nothing to do with the elimination. But it's like, we want to get entertained. So eat this, eat this pepper. That's what it seemed like to me. There mm -hmm. was no point to it, no value. It was just to get some quick little laughs for the audience and for TJ and the challengers. It, it really would just, it seemed unnecessary. It seemed inappropriate to me. Extra. Um, yeah, it just, it was too much. And um, I, I do think that this elimination could have been better if there was like three cages. Like if there was like three of those and you had to like run to them and do all of them. And like, I feel like if there was like, you had to hit out 50 tiles, that could mess with your mind on like, did I get them all? Yeah. Type of thing. Instead of they only hit the hit out, I don't know the number, but it looked like 20. Maybe. Yeah. Ju just a handful. It's the problem, the biggest part of my half, besides the fucking pepper, which was just dumb, but the biggest problem I probably had was this elimination looked lazy as shit. Even, even in this season on Double Agents, where they had the thing, where they had to run across the swing and grab the rings, I thought that was. I thought that was kind of okay. I think it just looked dumb. I do think it was hard to do or whatever. But at least it looked like they put a lot of thought into it. This one just looked lazy. It's like, come on, I know the challenge is capable of something so much better. And it just looked lazy. I wasn't very excited. And I didn't think that Tech was going to win, even though this one came out to be a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Well, we think. We don't know if Tech we actually think. hit all of his things in, but if he did, yeah. Here, here's the biggest issue that I have with this is that the show is called The Challenge. The whole point is that it's supposed to challenge regular people that became reality stars in ways that they're not used to. But this seemed very straightforward. Use your fist or foot to punch this. Get back here. Very simple things. Like even something like pole wrestle or like hall brawl, that's not simple. It's a challenge. Like how do I get this from them? So I think when you take away the name of the game, which is the challenge, and it's not really a challenge anymore, then yeah, it doesn't belong. And this would be better suited for like a, a gym class challenge. Or Big Brother. Oh, perfect. For, yeah, this would be perfect for Big Brother. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nehemiah gets to win and he goes home and celebrates by banging Jimmy. Or not banging Jimmy. Uh, Nehemiah and Jimmy. Why? Like, I don't know. That's just me. 
Anyway, that's going to conclude this episode of You don't the think Jemmy is a hot piece of lady butt? I am not here to comment on females' looks. I'm just going to say, not exactly my cup of tea. conclude our episode of The Challenge, also <laughs> episode three. Yeah, exactly. Look at that. Yo, Becky's trying to get me caught up. She's trying to get me canceled on Twitter all yeah, over how again. Dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Listen. Gosh. Hey, it back. it's not my fault. He said, Jemmy, why? Which is enough <laughs> to get him canceled. <laughs> nothing to do with looks. It just, it just seems like an odd couple comp- kind this of isn't, thing. This isn't Are You The One or the Match Me If You Can show that Ashley and Natalie are going to be on. This is, this is the challenge. I'm just happy we're getting Natalie back on MTV <laughs> 1. I, I, come on, come on. She's she's entertaining. Uh, two. Yeah, I just, I just, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't see, the, I don't see where it helps politically. Gems the brain and Nehemiah's the muscles. Worst, worst fucking duo I ever heard of in my fucking life. So, I don't Nehemiah know. Nehemiah just won trivia. He's the brain, <laughs> right? And and Jemmy's the muscle. That's even worse. But. That's no, gonna... no, 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 no. Jemmy's, poli- Jemmy's the political player. That's what it is. Nehemiah brings mind and strength. Jemmy brings social status. Who the fuck said Jemmy's a political one? I don't know. Judging from, her, what I got... I, judging from what I've seen on her seasons, she not does. much to sneeze at. Anyway, it is what, what it is. Can I, can I ask a question? I know we, we probably talked about this before. What, is, what has crawled into Anissa's ass? That she's literally going after Ruthie and Kendall, some of probably the nicest people. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you're 100 percent right about Anissa, and we did uh, just skip right over that too. Um, you know, Anissa. I think Anissa is terrified of of Ruthie. Ruthie. <laughs> Ruthie is a beast and a half. Ruthie's whole thing is knocking down people bigger than her. Ruthie is a force, has been a force. Don't fuck with Ruthie. And Ruthie's the truth. That's what she is. She is the fucking truth. I'd be scared of that, too, if I was, if I was full of shit like uh, the other person is. Question. If, if Beth is Jemmy's stepmom and Mark is her stepdad, does that mean that Nehemiah is her former stepdad? And that's, like, I don't know. How's that work? Because he was with Beth before, and now, like, how's this whole role work with, like, Jemmy getting mentored by Beth and Listen, That's this go- tree is a tangled, tangled web. Yeah, it's, it's the worst tree ever. It's uh, about to be Game of Thrones in this bitch. <laughs> right. You pick like a- Beth as your mentor? Hey, Beth's great, but this is like, this is like getting into like a, a weird, like the whole, like who's hooked up with who. It's like a weird, nasty seven degrees of bacon type thing. Yeah, exactly. They tried to do that on YouTube where they tried to connect who slept with who and it's just it's it's insane on the challenge it's just that everybody with everybody spider web (laughs) it's like this person slept with this person who slept with this person who slept with this person but this person also slept with this person and they slept with that one kyle and ashley are just in the middle and then it's spider web with everybody else (laughs) and Corey, don't forget Corey. yeah Corey's that that's a triangle it's Corey, kyle and ashley (laughs) all right that's gonna close out the challenge all-stars episode three uh, we're still going to do All-Stars um, on a kind of, I'm not exactly sure about the schedule, but we'll get to you with that. But expect to see us throughout the season. Make sure you visit shopthechallenge.com for all of your customizable challenge gear. 
get your name on the current seasons, just not All-Stars. I can't do the gold for you. There are other people out there who make shirts who should be able to hook you up. I believe her name is Danny Mark. Go check her out on Twitter. She can get you guys taken care of. Uh, make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all your love, war, challenges, gear. Support the pod. We appreciate it. Make sure you visit us on Twitter at LWC Podcast. Make sure you visit us on Instagram at LWC Podcast. Facebook at LW, uh, Facebook.com slash LWCpodcast.com. And are we Love War Challenges on TikTok? Love War Challenges on TikTok. We're actually killing it over there. So make sure you follow us there. Uh, besides that, Tyler, close us out. You just did. No, I, I just, say you I just did really us, say everything. No, I just gave us a follow list. Tyler, close us I out. I mean, you did. No, 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 Great no, no. Episode, what, One second, we're waiting on Tyler to close us out. Do it. It's a, it's a great episode, Potsters. Great season, <laughs> Potsters. Uh, thanks for... Th- Thanks for, here's what I want to say. Thanks for being very patient with us. Mm. We took some time off, got some mental health for a lot of us um, and are back on track and the train's moving. Uh, be sure to stay, stay, in, stay in touch with us. Like we are literally going to deliver content week by week on TikTok, day by day, Instagram, every other day by every other day. Uh, we are out there to put out content for you guys, but thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can get podcasts. And literally check us out on TikTok. If you're not there yet, check us out on TikTok. One minute videos of the challenge will just kind of like get you ready for the, and that's what we're there to do. Absolutely. Great job, Tyler. Before we leave, I want to let you guys know my other podcast, 224 The Basement, will be coming back out for season two. Expect Ooh. to see that next week. Make Woo! sure you go follow on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on YouTube, 224 The Basement Podcast. That's going to do it for us. A wonderful season. Can't wait to see you guys for season 37 and all throughout All-Stars. With that said, I am MTV Malik. She is Becky at GIF, Master Bex. He is Tyler Louder. This is Love War Challenges Podcast. Good night, Pastors. Peace. Bye.